Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. If you'll stand with me tonight and turn to the book of 2 Chronicles. That's Chronicles, not Corinthians. 2 Chronicles in the Old Testament. Amen. That comes after 2 Kings and 1 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter number 5. 2 Chronicles chapter number 5. I'm going to read a few verses there, and then I want to flip over just a couple of chapters to chapter number 7, read a few verses there. It's going to be 2 Chronicles chapter number 5. I'll begin reading in verse 13, or 12 rather, through the end of the chapter. And then 2 Chronicles chapter number 7. I'll read the first three verses of 2 Chronicles chapter number 7. Amen. Thank you for standing in honor of God's word. Thank you for participating with God's spirit. Those of you who participated. And uh, if you didn't participate, boo on you. Your loss. Your loss. Amen. I want to be able to interact with the Lord whenever I feel that he's here. Amen. Because it would be uh, quite rude to ignore a guest. So I want to interact with him when he's here. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter number 5 verse number 12. The Bible says also the Levites, which were singers, all of them of Asaph and of He-Man and of Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. And it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanks, thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Second Corinthians 7, the first three verses state these words. Now, when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. The cloud filled the house of the Lord. The priest couldn't stand to minister. The cloud again filled the house of the Lord. The glory of the Lord came in that cloud. and They could not even enter into the house because of the glory. 
This is all in the setting of the house of God. Yet two separate times, it was filled with the cloud. Two separate times in this episode, the glory filled that place. And so tonight, very simply, and I'll try to be very quickly, minister this, waves of glory. Waves of glory. I love you, Jesus. God, I love you tonight, Lord. I'm thankful, Lord, for what I have experienced thus far. God, I'm not taking it for granted. God, I'm not taking it for granted, Lord, but I'm thankful, Lord, for what I've experienced this far. God, for what I've felt, Lord Jesus, for what I have sensed, Lord Jesus, in the realm of the Spirit. God, I'm grateful tonight for that. God, help me, Lord, as a messenger of clay tonight. God, to convey, Lord, a, a word, God, that can be understood, even if it is a concise word, Lord, that your people can tuck back within their hearts and within their souls, Lord, here this evening, God, and let your will and your purpose, God, be done in this place and will not fail to thank you for it in the lovely name of the Lord Jesus Christ that I pray. The church say amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. Waves. Waves of glory. Everything had been set in order. The temple of Solomon had been finished. Seven years of his oversight has brought it to completion. Years of preparation by his father amassing material had placed it in his hands to bring it about to this moment of the final touches of bringing it to completion a finishing point all of the different divisions of the temple was in place the holies of holies the holy place the different outer courts the chambers all of the furnishings of the temple have been made and constructed with the proper materials, everything is in place. David had told Solomon prior to ever departing from this life that the temple should be exceeding magnificent of fame and of glory. And we come to find out in the closing and in the finishing of the temple that it was indeed exceeding magnificent. Amen. No place of worship prior to this one was any better concerning its magnificence and none after it would be any better concerning its magnificence. It was a great place to worship. There was gold and there was silver and there was brass. There was woods of various types, algum woods, cedar woods, all kinds of different woods that were imported from Lebanon, the finest of metals, the finest of stones, the finest of woods. As a matter of fact, if a person would begin, and I have in times past begin to calculate uh, the, the, the worth of just the metals in this, this house of God, it is just mind-boggling. If you would start to consider all the care that was given uh, to the engravings of the wood in this place, not just even engravings that the eyes of men could see, but even engravings on the top of chapters of pillars that no eye of man would even see, but diligence was given to them. It is just mind-boggling, all of the care and the concern given to this. And although there was the best 
of materials and the best of stones and the best of wood. And although there was much that was amassed for the preparation and the follow through of the construction of the temple of Solomon, we do not see that the glory of the Lord entering the house whenever the temple got finished. We do not see that whenever the tabernacle or rather the alt, the, 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 the golden altar let me get it right. Get the Ark of the Covenant. There it is. So many different pieces of furniture. That whenever the Ark of the Covenant was brought into the temple and placed in its position, it wasn't in that moment that the glory of the Lord filled the house. It wasn't in that moment that they experienced the cloud, amen, of His glory, what they would call the Shekinah presence of the Lord. Amen. That was just something leading up to it, but that's not when the exact moment that it took place. We read in our scripture setting tonight in 2 Chronicles 5 when the first wave of glory came into the temple of the Most High God. The first wave of glory came into the place. The Bible says the setting was as this. There were Levites that were setting around. Those who in particular uh, were responsible for singing. There was Asaph, those who were the chief of the singers, and He-Man who was the chief of the singers. These chief ones that were there of singers and musicians that were gathered together that, that played harps and sultry and trumpets. As a matter of fact it speaks of 120 priests that were sounding on the trumpets it was when these people that were singers and musicians that got together and the Bible said they started to make a sound with their voices and with their instruments as though they were one and whenever the musicians got with the singers and they issued forth a sound as though they were one to make one sound, that there was the hearing, if you will, of the praising and, and the worship of just the music and the singing that went forth. The Bible said then in that moment of the singers and of the musicians playing that all of Israel began to praise and all of Israel began to thank the Lord. And so when the music was going on and people began to praise and they began to thank and they began to give thanksgiving unto God, it was in that moment, in that setting that the Bible says that the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud and that there was the glory of the Lord that entered into the building. It wasn't because of the metal. It wasn't because of the wood. It wasn't because of all the furnishings of the tabernacle was in the temple. It it wasn't because of any of that. It was because there was a people that gathered together that whenever the singer and the musicians gave one sound, the people said, we're going to elevate our voice and we're going to give praise and we're going to give thanksgiving. And that erupted in the first wave of glory in the house of God. This, this is the temple of Solomon. This is the first time that they've ever opened doors. This is the first time of God's presence ever going in. This is a dedication for the house of God. And God said, I'll cause my first wave of demonstration, the first wave of my spirit to come into the place. Whenever the people raise their voices in praise and thanksgiving to me while the music is going on. If 
folks, it is no different now than what it was then. I fell in this place tonight. I bear witness with my spirit that there was a first wave of glory that entered this place whenever the musicians, Brother Alex and Brother Mason, although it be two, and the singers of them three, and your voices began to praise God through song, and people started to raise a hand and start being thankful to the Lord. What happened was is a cloud entered this place. The glory of the Lord entered this place. And there was a wave of glory in this place. Someone say amen. Hallelujah. But then, but then, not long after that, we read in Scripture that this is the exact same setting, amen, of the dedication of the Temple of Solomon where all of this is happening. This is the exact same setting. And it seems a little, a little peculiar at first because the Bible says after this has happened, amen, that, that Solomon begins to speak unto the Lord how he built this house, the reason why he built this house. And the Bible tells us, you can look at it in 2 Chronicles chapter number 6, that Solomon then went before the altar. Can you get me a folding chair? That Solomon went before the altar of the Lord. And the Bible says, you can look at it, verse number 12 and verse number 13, I believe it is, the Second Chronicles 13. He went before the Lord and Solomon had himself made a brazen scaffold. A brazen scaffold. I think it was according, if you do the cubit size of it, it's about seven and a half feet wide and seven and a half feet deep. I think it's about four and a half feet tall. We're a little lacking here, but just use your imagination. But he went before the people, and the Bible says he had this scaffold made for himself. In some renderings of the Scripture, some translations say he had a pedestal made. This could almost seem like a very arrogant thing to do, that he'd have a pedestal made for himself. But the Bible says that whenever he's done all this, that he stood, he went and he mounted the pedestal. He mounted this place that was elevated. He mounted this place that was higher than the other surrounding area. He mounted this place, the Bible says, and knelt down. And stretched his hands out. And he began that very long dedication prayer unto the Lord. And it's at that moment that we start to get a little feel for Solomon here. That Solomon in reality wasn't trying to elevate himself. He wasn't trying to make high himself. But what Solomon was trying to do was not elevate a man, but elevate a mission. He wasn't trying to elevate a person. He was trying to elevate a purpose. He was saying if there's something that we're going to do on this day of dedication, we're going to elevate and we're going to make high the action of prayer in this house. And he starts this dedication prayer. And he begins to talk to the Lord. Amen. And cry out to the God of heavens in prayer. So they've already had some praise. They've already had thanksgiving. That brought one wave into the house. But now Solomon is praying toward heaven. And note, 
Solomon is considering some things in his mind because in 2 Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 18, he asks the question, but will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house which I have built. So we got the temple here, Lord. We got all the furnishings. We got all the metals. We got all that. But that's no guarantee that you'll dwell here. That's no guarantee that you'll visit here. That's no guarantee. As a matter of fact, the heavens of heavens cannot contain thee. So how, 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 how profitable is this house that we have built going to do anything? But he said in verse 19, he says, Though have respect, therefore, to the prayer of thy servant, and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry to the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee. Look at verse 20. That thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night upon the place where thou hast said thou wouldest put thy name there to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. You know something that Solomon understood? He said, I got, I got the best of the best. There's not going to be another temple like this. There has not been a temple uh, since the days of the earth uh, like this. And there's not going to be one after it. Amen. But this here is even insufficient for the Lord God. He, he doesn't have to pay attention to this because its dimensions are twice as big as the tabernacle. He don't have to pay attention to this because we got more lavers here and we got more candlesticks here and we got more shoe bread. Amen. Tables of shoe bread here than the tabernacle he says but I do know something that God cannot refuse I'm I do know something that God cannot refuse. Lord, if you'll have respect to the prayer, what I'm saying is this tonight. The way that the way that Solomon knew that God would respect the house is if it was a house of prayer, a praying house. And so he says, when we start this dedication out, I'm going on my knees in front of all Israel. I want that to be elevated. I want that to be lifted up because if we want God's attention in this house, it must be a house of prayer It must be a, a house of prayer. And so he starts along on that journey. Amen. And that long prayer, again, he is showing humility because he starts out his prayer basically saying, God, there is no God like you. He said, I'm your servant. He includes himself in, in the humility. I am your servant. There is no God like you. Amen. And so he wants everybody to see and observe the exalted act of prayer. They've already done the praise and the thanksgiving. And that's good. Good, but he says we need some prayer around here too and he starts going through the list look at it look at his prayer he starts going through the list he said God he said if a man would sin against his neighbor and pray toward or in this place let them hear from heaven and you take care of he said, Lord, if one of us would sin against you and perhaps suffer defeat from our enemy, if we would pray toward this place, then let them hear from heaven. He went on to say, Lord, if the heavens, amen, if the heavens are shut up so that there are no rain, former or latter rain for our crops because there's sin in our life, if we would pray, 
part this place. Let us hear from heaven. He said, God, if there would be famine in the land or if there would be pestilence in the land or if we would lay siege to a city, amen, whether it be a man, God, or whether it be the whole nation, if they would pray toward this place, let them hear from heaven. He said, God, even if a foreigner, if a foreigner, hallelujah, if they would, those that are not yet in covenant with you, if they would just turn their face toward this direction, and pray let them hear from heaven he said God even times when we're going to war if we would pray with our face this way could we hear from heaven Lord if we'd be taken in captivity by the enemy because of our sinful ways and taken away from our home if we would pray toward this house you know what he's doing in all of this? He's showing that in any dynamical life, didn't matter where you may fall, if you were in sin or out of sin, if you were in a covenant relationship with God or outside a covenant relationship with God, whether it was famine, pestilence, whatever, he said, God, if we just toward this house, amen, if we would pray, would you just hear from heaven? You know what he was saying? He was saying, Lord, if we pray, would you open your eyes and would you open your ears? Amen, if we would pray. I know, God, my gold don't mean anything to you. I know my silver doesn't mean anything to you. I know the furnishings doesn't mean anything to you. But, God, if we prayed, would that mean something to you? Could our house be esteemed in the house of God if we were a praying people? Would it elevate itself in your sight if it was a praying people? Someone say Amen. And so he prays, God, if this would happen or if that would happen, could it be, could it be, Lord, toward this place, could this house somehow catch your eyes that they would be open to you night and day, that you would hear and be respectful, respect the prayers of the people. And we read in our second setting tonight, then when Solomon made an end of praying and the fire came down, that what happened? The cloud entered the house. And the glory filled that place. And it was the second wave of glory in the house of the Lord. I learned simply two things from this tonight. God's glory will come in a wave in this house. When his people are praising and have thanksgiving. And when they pray. You... You have in some modes stolen and robbed from yourself some of the waves of the glory of the Lord by not praying before we enter into a time of praise and worship. One of the waves of the glory is experienced in prayer. One of the waves of the glory is spent on your knees in prayer. Talking to God about this service. Talking to God about what you need, what others need in this service. Asking for his presence to fall. One of the waves is experienced in the place of prayer. And another wave is experienced that when they're up here sweating and they are singing and they are worshiping with music, if someone will just give a praise, if somebody will just give a thank you, Jesus, another wave. I'm going to mess with you. Because we'll miss the opportunity 
to worship when we fail to pray and to praise. What? Yeah. Watch this. Verse number 3 of Second Chronicles 7. And when the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their face to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped. You know what happened? They were, having, they were having worship service. And the first wave came in. And that was the glory of the Lord. They felt it. They experienced it. That put them in awe in a place of homage before him. They were in prayer. They were in prayer. And all of a sudden that... comes into the sanctuary his presence is there that that should put you in awe the key word there is should that should put you in awe to the place like my god you know what prayer and praise does it'll put you in a posture of worship Now we had a little bit of that going on here tonight. A few waves come through this place and people recognized it and it put them in a posture of worship. But what scares me are the ones that didn't even recognize that he was here. Honey, this happened on the first day of the dedication of the temple. This got in their mindset. You know what? We praised and we gave thanksgiving. A wave came. We prayed and the wave came. You know what probably got in their minds? I wonder if we do it again. I wonder if we do it again, if it'll happen. And some people's expectations have went from the glory days of when it first happened and slacked off now. Because they don't think God's glory will show up when they just praise and give thanksgiving. They don't expect the glory to come and a wave to come when they pray. But folks, I am of the persuasion of being your pastor tonight that his glory still shows up by praise. And his glory still shows up by thanksgiving. And his glory still shows up by prayer. Amen. And that will put me in a posture of awe. That will put me in a posture of wow. Oh, the presence of the almighty God. It'll cause God to come to in a house that he don't even need. So much so that the fame verse of 2 Chronicles 7 and verse 14. Read the verses before it. God comes to Solomon. He said, I've heard your prayer. I've chosen your house, that house to be my house. He said, if, if heaven would shut up, if there would be pestilence, if all this would come. He said, if my people. If all this calamity would come against their lives. He said, if my people will humble themselves. He said, I won't be motivated. I won't be motivated by their pestilence. I won't be motivated by their need. But I'll be motivated by being needed. 
Just because it's down and out in your life, I'm not going to be motivated by that. But I'll be motivated by somebody that lifts their voice in prayer and says, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, Jesus. Someone that will lift their voice in prayer. He said, I'll be motivated by that. If my people will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, heal their land, forgive their sin. I'll do all of that. Look at the very next verse. The very next verse. Can you go there? Verse number 15. He says, now, now. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. Before, I didn't need a house. Before, the heavens of heaven couldn't contain me. But if you're going to praise and give thanksgiving and prayer in that house, honey, I'm turning my eyes toward there. I'm going to give an ear to what's going on down there. When my people, oh yeah, yeah, with Honey, you want to get the attention of God at 1121 Cedar Street? Go for the first wave with praise. Go for the second wave with prayer and fall down at your face and worship the glory that fills the house. Waves of glory. Yes. And it can happen. Because the only thing that was less in the Ark of the Covenant this time, the Bible says they brought in the Ark of the Covenant and there were the Ten Commandments or the Ten Laws which Moses gave and nothing else. There's no golden pot of manna. Nope. There's no rod that was Aaron's that budded that's put in there with the almonds and the flowers up on it. None of that. All they got is the word from God. That's all they got is the word. But the word accompanied with somebody praising. The word accompanied with somebody that's thankful. The word accompanied with some prayer can bring some ways of glory that puts us all in a place to worship. Oh, Brother McGee, we'll get it whenever the golden pot of manna gets here. We'll get it whenever Aaron's rod the butter gets here. We'll get it whenever we start running 100 and 120. I got to preach here. I don't, well, God, am I, am I meddling? What am I doing, Lord? I, I got to preach here. Some people are waiting to get involved whenever the wheels are about ready to just go flying off the church because it's a blowing and a going. They're going to be ready to get involved whenever they reach a certain number, when you have certain programs, when there's certain things for their children, whenever, yeah, 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 listen to me. I'm preaching right now because I, I, I've, you know, oh, this help me because I've heard it more. I've heard it more than one time. People are so, they would probably, if we had a larger church around here that preached through, they'd probably go to that church because they're ready to be a part of what's already going. Some people have a hard time growing the church to that place. Oh, yeah, but man, I can't wait. We, we get 150 people around here. Bless God. You, yeah, use me. Do whatever you want. God, help us. Yeah, I'm going to show up, and I'm going to Well, what's wrong with now? Yeah. 
We got the word. Might not have all the other extras right now, but we got the word. If you'll supply the praise and the thanksgiving, and you'll supply the prayer, there'll be a wave of glory and a wave of glory, and we'll experience the glory of the Lord. Yes! We'll experience the glory of the Lord, and we can experience worship before we leave this place. Waves, waves, waves of glory. Stand with me and I will. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.